what you want to start to do is pull out elements from your past work in terms of a project and then create a frame of reference for what you did, who you did it with, what you accomplished, how it influenced the future. Welcome to the Tech Guide Podcast. I'm the show's host, Ryan Atkinson. Everyone is wanting to break into tech and have a successful career. The only problem is how? We'll use this podcast to sit down with people that have broken into tech, pivoted their career, or have actual advice to young working professionals. Today, we have Anna Miller on the podcast to talk about how you can gain visibilities from recruiters and how it goes beyond just submitting your resume. We also talk about transferable skills for those wanting to break into technical roles. And we also share about creating a career highlight reel with those transferable skills and how it makes you stand out. This was a really cool conversation. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast and share with any other friends that may want a tech guide. You can also learn more about us at techguide.org. Welcome, Anna. I am super excited to have you on today. Thank you so much, Ryan. First question, you are the founder of Second Careers, which helps accelerate career changes and land a job in 12 weeks, which I think is super, super cool. We're going to dive into the, all of that, but I'm just curious, like, this is a really rewarding, like, business to start. So I'm at, I want to ask, like, what has been one of the most rewarding experiences from Second Yeah, careers? absolutely. So a lot of times I felt like I wasn't making enough impact as an employee and I wanted to create my own company, but for a long time, I didn't know what. And I really wanted to help change lives, you know, how everyone says, I want to help people. And I was like, in what capacity am I going to help them? And didn't want to do therapy work, go into medicine or any other like space there. And I took a step back and realized I worked in tech for 10 plus years and a lot of people want to work in tech. So why don't I help them move into that space? And the most rewarding times are when clients land jobs and I can hear the sense of relief and excitement that they're now going to start on a new journey um, with a company and kind of practice the skills that they've like spent months or years learning. Yeah, because it has to be like everyone, as we're going to talk about in this conversation, everyone wants to break into tech, like everyone wants to be in tech. There's a lot of reasons why people want to be in it. And so you're able to place these candidates that thought maybe like, hey, I can't get into tech, but you are able to place them within tech. Well, I'm not placing them exactly because that's more language around recruiting. I am helping them to understand the job search process and help them to actually stand out and get noticed. So the number one problem in the job search is visibility. And Mm -hmm. people are doing crazy things like, you know, that viral post of the guy that went skydiving with a note note card, and then a company hired him because they saw that and they really loved that. And the founder of that company also went skydiving in a reply. And I was like, wow, (laughs) that will get you visibility. (laughs) Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one, but I'm actually, I'm going to look that up right after that. That is super interesting. Let's talk about I'm not advising anyone to go skydiving or even that other thing where someone baked a cake and had their resume printed on it and hand delivered it. Like there's one extreme where you do these very, very unique activities or create products, but you don't have to go to that extreme because at the end of the day, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. And that one company that you're so emotionally attached to may not be the good, a good fit for you, or they may not be hiring who knows. 
So it's really about finding a way to stand out um, online and in person with more than just one company. Yeah. I want to hit on on the topic of like visibility. Um, I think that's like a really important topic to talk about is getting visibility. (laughs) On the topic of visibility, um, (laughs) what we're talking about is how to get seen by people that are hiring and and help them understand that you are a potential match for what they're looking for. So there's a lot of different ways to do that, but essentially it's a different take on the hiring process because in the previous, I guess, version of the job search, which I call like the older job search myth is you raise your hands and people see you, but the job search is nothing like a classroom. I mean, if we talk about like a school or a market analogy, you have thousands or millions of people in one space and they're all raising their hands. Like recruiters and companies have no clue who to talk to, how to maneuver the hiring process. Um, What they do, which is currently the case and has always been the case is depend on referrals. So if we know that referrals are getting looked at, let's get referrals. Okay, so how do we do that? So when we talk about visibility, it's about getting certain interactions with people that can help you get into the interview process. So we know for a fact that referrals are getting looked at first, they get interviews. So to get referrals, you wanna get in touch with people that can help you. And you can do this in all kinds of different ways. There's direct outreach, there's commenting, there's posting, there's contacting your current network. So there's all these different methods that essentially enhance who sees you. And Mm -hmm. when you say, hey, I'm here, you're not saying this to like an auditorium that doesn't know where to look or an empty place. It doesn't like you're actually going to see get someone to see you because you're doing this on a more personal level. So a theme that I've started to talk more about is this concept of humans hire humans. Mm. So another human is going to hire you and you're a human. So like humans hire humans. But in the previous like job search process of just throwing a PDF into a filing management system, which is the ATS, by the way, there's no robots there. It's a person. (laughs) ATS is literally just a system to store the PDF. By relying on sending a piece of paper into a file management system to get seen in this job market and even in the future, I don't see that happening. Like there's simply too many people raising their hands and throwing pieces of paper above the, across the wall. So what it looks like is, you know, that street after a street fair and it's like littered with like pieces of paper and like no one looks at it because like it's trash. That's what resumes look like when they're put into a filing management system. And no one's at fault. That's just simply the fact that the current process is broken and people don't really know what to do next. Yeah. And what to do next. So if you are wanting to not have your resume be on this broken street with a bunch of litter on it, you have to get these referrals, referrals from people inside the company. Can you take us on a process or like a system to get those referrals? 
So, look, one example is if you go on LinkedIn, and why I'm starting with LinkedIn is because it's the largest professional network where people go to get jobs and hmm. recruiters and companies are when they want to hire. It's the largest social network for just work. Yep. You basically want to start following people that are at certain companies that have posted openings. So if company A has posted an opening for a social media manager, you go and you find some people that are listed as employees. This is not like difficult investigation work. Like this is very clear, basic information. You find these people and you follow them. And this is even lower effort than connecting. I'm not even talking about direct messaging here. Um, following is literally allowing you to see their information in your feed. So your feed could be a way for you to see information that someone is posting at a company that has an opening. And let's say, for example, you find a social media marketing manager and they post a couple of times a week, you start engaging with their posts and then you form a relationship with them online. And then you could ask them about the open position. And then you want to definitely have a LinkedIn profile that is set up to, to help you and support you, not hurt you. What that means mm -hmm. is you want to talk about the role and show up as this social media manager um, in your profile so that when you connect with others, they clearly understand what you're looking for. Interesting. So it's finding those people you find company A, they're hiring a social media manager, like you said. So you're going to reach out to people that are in similar roles there and then start just interacting with like their comments. Is there a way to do this like authentically? Because I feel like a lot of people yes. just get, how do you do it authentically? Yeah. You're only doing it authentically. The thing is one small talk gets a bad rap. That's its hmm. one topic. Small talk is useful talk. It is basically proving that you're a human being that can maintain mm. basic conversation. If I have never met you, we're going to have small talk. This is normal. And actually it's very important. If I can't discuss very light topics like the weather or how you're feeling yeah. that day or how your weekend went, I probably don't want to ask you about like something more difficult or something more yeah. intricate. Because I expect you to be able to answer very basic questions for, you know, the expectations that we have as humans, right? Like, how's the weather? Fine. Like, I had a good time. Okay, great. You have good emotional regulation. Step one. <laughs> so small talk is one way to connect. And on LinkedIn, how that looks like is commenting and responding to different things. And you do that by literally complimenting or giving an opinion on something. The information is in front of your face. Like you don't have to invent anything. You could literally put a comment like, oh, such a great idea. I really appreciate you sharing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe you want to do a more advanced version of that. It could be like, this is such a great idea. I actually tried it and here's my results. So mm -hmm. another version of, you know, some comment that may sound a bit not that genuine, but is totally okay, is, okay, someone is celebrating something, you say, I'm so happy for you, congrats. Now, yeah. we live in a certain society. It's granted that these people don't know each other personally, 
you don't have to literally be like overjoyed for them emotionally, right? Like it's okay to use LinkedIn to express like surface level emotions in order to connect as a human. Okay, like that is okay. And then you can follow up with something like a comment on their post of their action, like how are you liking this new position or did your weekend work out like you wanted? Like you could basically be as genuine and as detailed as you want, but if you don't know what to talk about first, you want to start with basic compliments. Like if you yeah. meet someone at a dinner party, I'm going to tell you that your shirt is nice. That okay. does so many things that puts you at ease, that tells you that I'm giving you attention. And what does okay. everyone want? Attention. Everyone, <laughs> no matter the situation. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I want to talk about another way um, to gain visibility and stand out because you had a post on LinkedIn about a month ago discussing like four ways to stand out. One of them, which I thought was super intriguing, was creating a career highlight reel using transferable skills. Let's talk about that. Like what, like what's a career highlight reel essentially? Okay. So that's basically how you focus the conversation that allows you to bring in skills from other positions into the tech space. What you want to do there is first, you want to understand what role you're applying for. And two, you want to understand what experiences you have from your previous position. So a career highlight reel is a snippet of the most interesting outcomes that you want to present to someone. And why it's more useful than kind of like your five past positions that have yeah. completely nothing to do with like software engineering and you're a teacher is because people can't translate that. Like a hiring manager is not like a translator from teaching yeah. to software engineering. So you also don't wanna be super general. Like I'm a hard worker, I communicate mm -hmm. well, I have empathy, wonderful. You checked the bar, the, you have, um, you've checked the boxes for being a good human being. <laughs> Congratulations. But when you're applying for work, you are not selling yourself as like a personality. You're selling your very specific skills. So mm. you want to talk about communication, talk about the fact that you have led a classroom of 40 people in lessons for year after year for 10 years. I would imagine that someone has good communication skills if they did that. You want to talk about empathy. Talk about the fact that you helped a coworker create a certain project and you both got recognized because of a certain outcome that happened. That's wonderful, right? We all work with other people. Talk about how you work with them, about what you got accomplished together. The biggest one that a lot of people rely on when you, they don't understand transferable skills is I'm a hard worker. Like literally every single person can say that. That doesn't define anything or show anything. What you want to start to do is pull out elements from your past work in terms of a project and then yeah. create a frame of reference for what you did, who you did it with, what you accomplished, how it influenced the future. Um, so basically, no one needs to know if you work 30 hours, 20 hours. Like, it's not about how much you work. We exist in the knowledge economy. People get paid for their knowledge of 
doing certain work, which creates certain outcomes. So more business focused and less like hourly work attitude. Yeah. I'm curious. So let's just say from the example you gave, like a teacher, like wants to pivot into like software engineering, like computer science, like totally two opposite, like ends of the spectrum type of thing. So when they're thinking about like doing these transferable skills, like what really translates to software engineering from being a teacher, um, how do you identify those transferable skills that are specific to a, to a job? Yeah. So that's a really important skill to learn identifying the transferable skills. First, you read the job descriptions of the engineering roles. And mm. what you'll notice there are words that are kind of like common words to describe teamwork. So mm. you don't want to use a common description of like, I'm a team player. You want to get into details. Basically, if you watched movie, if you watch movies, movies show you the scenario and you kind of feel like you're in them. You want your words to act like a mini movie, to really mm. put someone in your shoes to explain, to show them what you did, who you worked with and what you accomplished. Essentially, you're doing like a before and after. It's like before I came into this role or this project, this happened. After I came in and did X, Y, Z with these people, that happened. So if people don't have a before and after, they can't really grasp, like, what do you really bring to the table? And do you mm -hmm. have the critical thinking skills to really create impact and drive results? Yeah. So what, so how do you like demonstrate the, like, what's this real look like? Is this like a PowerPoint slide or like a resume that you're putting these transferable skills in or like, uh, it could be anywhere that you want. Basically mm -hmm. think about when you're interviewing, what are you going to talk about? So mm -hmm. you're going to maybe bring up a couple of projects, maybe from engineering and maybe from your teaching. Let's say you have your engineering project. That's great. They would have their own section. But for your teaching things, it would be like a career highlights based on the job description of the engineering roles. So guaranteed engineering roles require teamwork, communication, project management, like basic work skills that anyone mm. learns if they work. <laughs> um, so what you do is you have this job description from the software engineer, and then you know what you've accomplished as a teacher. And what you do is you pick out a couple of moments that you feel most proud and you write them up in like mini stories. So maybe like a few sentences each and that builds up into a career highlight that you can share in interviews where you can use that again in your resume, in your about on LinkedIn, in your experience on LinkedIn. Basically, you don't ever wanna create any materials that you don't wanna use in an interview. So you always wanna start with like, what would I share if I was asked this question on an interview? So if someone asked me about communication skills and teamwork, you could share something from your software engineering project. And then you yep. can additionally mention that given that I have 10 years experience as a teacher, I have led classrooms for over 10 years. So I am well aware of how to like manage different stakeholders and talk with different people. So basically you're gaining very, important fundamental knowledge of your self-worth by defining those skills. Um, mm. So 
your self-worth in terms of your professional career, not like as a person, those have to have some distinction. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So a lot of this is like all amazing advice as well. And if you are wanting to like make that pivot into being like a teacher into software engineering, um, how would you recommend them to like get started to learn like the technical skills of it? Cause like you can talk so about the, the first, training. the first thing is definitely a training for the job skills itself. So I work with people after they come out of boot camps or any training programs, whether self-taught or at a program. So I don't actually go through the technical training. So I yeah. teach the skills to land the job. So you would want to research how you want to learn the skills. Probably yeah. a bootcamp for product design, software engineering is a good idea. Um, other roles have slightly different trajectories, like non-technical roles within tech, like account management, project management, those can get moved into without a bootcamp, but mm -hmm. that does require equal amounts of understanding of the industry lingo, but they just could be done without a bootcamp. But if you do the more technical roles, which a lot of teachers actually enjoy, there is a bigger guarantee of like a quicker timeline because you already have very specific skills that you could be tested on versus like account management. You can't really talk about managing accounts because like you have a classroom, but if you've done a bootcamp, you have bootcamp projects um, in engineering. So you have like actual one-to-one -one projects. Yeah. And like when you're working with clients that are wanting to move into like technical roles versus like non-technical roles, like, a, like an account management type of role, is there one that's easier to like land a role in? Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious like a, of a yeah. trend. So initial trend in terms of non-technical roles would be like customer success and project management. And then okay. after that would be like account management. And then there's also a lot of specialized roles for industry specific people. Like there's educational tech companies that have mm -hmm. specialized roles for people with a background in teaching. So there's definitely many communities on LinkedIn for like teachers that are transitioning or nurses that are transitioning. So there's definitely a couple of like industry transitioning communities, not for every industry, but like nurses are a big one, pharmacists, teachers, maybe a couple more. And yeah, they could definitely transition into like non-technical roles, but I do see a lot go into the technical route because it is more paved pathway. Yeah. Paved pathway as like you go to your boot camp. Um, mm -hmm then like basically you can get placed after that. And it's just a little bit easier to navigate where, where you can go with it. If you like the technical work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet. I'm curious as well. So we talked a bit, a lot about like people going to like non-technical roles, technical roles, but take me a little bit, like even before that as well, like how the psyche of someone that like does want to make like a huge pivot in their life. Um, take me to that. And like, how do you know if like the pivots, like if you should make this pivot? Like what are so what I, what I hear from a lot of clients and the community is that people are very fed up with a certain level of salary that they can't exceed mm. and also a ceiling in their career growth. So even as a nurse, you probably will be limited by what kind of activities you do. And then yeah. 
there's like a certain limit of learning that will happen because it's patient care and it's not going to be revolutionized every year. It's pretty standard and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Teaching does have a lot of opportunity for change, but that doesn't happen in the current education system. Other industries also have certain ceilings that people hit. So basically, mm -hmm. if someone's making like, you know, 80K or less, and then they realize that if they don't switch into tech, they will be doing the same thing for the next 20 years. They really try to find ways to mm -hmm. do something else. Yeah. And so a lot of it just sounds like salad. So if someone's like thinking like, you're like, oh, should I pivot here? Or like, what should I do? It sounds like it comes a lot to know, like, is there room for growth? Or like, can I, I can't exceed my salary anymore. So I need to like, and then the third thing is if it's a very on-site role kind of role. So if you want to start traveling more and you physically have to be present based on how the industry is set up, then you're going to be limited by location and vacation days yeah. and such. So it really comes down to how you want to lead your life. Like what lifestyle do you want? And if you could have, if people started imagining themselves like 10, 20 years down the line, and they're still leading the lifestyle that they are ha doing right now. And they're like, I don't want to be doing that. I'll be so unhappy. Um, then they probably will look into other options. Mm, that's interesting. So we are winding down on time here. I want to ask just like an overall like tech question. Um, like what advice would you give to someone that is wanting to break into tech? We've had a lot of advice already on this show on this particular episode, but like just overall advice, like what advice would you give to someone that is wanting to break into tech? To read job descriptions. One of the best sources of information, but also one of the myths is job descriptions. So some of them are not, are not very good and some are. Those are also signals of something within the company and how the yeah. company is run. But basically by reading job descriptions, you can start to educate yourself on the specific language within tech. You mm. can start to start picture yourself in a specific role. Um, and you can start to evaluate where your skills land versus the kind of skills kind of required or being asked for in the job description. The last thing is most job descriptions, if you fit 60% of it, you, and the company has a good like reputation and culture, you can definitely reach out and kind of try to get an interview. So job descriptions are very informative, but they should be treated as like research, not like fact, basically. So that's very helpful piece of material to study. Nice. I love it. And we'll end with that. Anna, thank you so, so much for being here. A lot of great stuff on here, just about transferable skills, creating that highlight reel. So thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you.